Everything is medicine, and I think that our triggers are our personal prescription to our healing. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to shine as your brightest self and create your dream life. We all have a light within and the power to create a life we love. Every Sunday, we'll share thoughtful conversations exploring how we can build a better future for ourselves and our world. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. I am so excited to have you. Today, we have a very special podcast. We're actually doing this in person. It's a whole setup, a whole production today with the very beautiful and amazing Lior Alexandra. So Lior Alexandra is a spiritual and personal development guide empowering individuals to access the divine within. An intuitive and healer, Lior is a sound healer, breathwork practitioner, and hypnotherapist, bringing people back to their innate self-healing abilities. With over 500,000 subscribers on YouTube, she also hosts a podcast called Inner Worlds and creates high vibrational jewelry with her brand, Alchemy. So I'm so excited to be speaking all about self-healing today with Miss Lior Alexandra. And thank you for the intro that I asked you to write for me. <laughs> I did. With all the keywords. I did. I'm going to invoice you for that. No, you don't need to. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Venmo you. No, it's fine. It's I'm so happy to do this with you. We've actually done a podcast before, but that was just online. Yeah. So this is our first time meeting in person mm-hmm. after watching each other's videos for, for years. For years. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I discovered your YouTube the first year you started it. And I, yeah. I, I can't, I'll never forget when you gave me a shout out on your channel oh. like my dad was so excited really like, this big youtuber like knows who you are and I'm like wow. this small creator oh it was really gosh. cool I'll never forget it <gasps> I'm still grateful for it oh my oh, gosh <laughs> you are so sweet she is so sweet and humble I think Lior is like the best I am such a fan so <laughs> so am I you know now this. that that's out mm-hmm. of the way let let's start with sharing with our listeners a little yeah. bit about yourself and what inspired you to be a spiritual and personal Mm -hmm. development guide. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess I'm going to consider that maybe nobody has heard the first one and just go, just introduce myself Mm -hmm. anew. Right. So I've been spiritual my entire life. Um, my mom converted to Buddhism when she was in her twenties and that had a lot of impact on the way that she raised me. So I'm Jewish by, um, by culture, by ancestry, but also by choice. But I also have that really deep ingrained Eastern philosophy in me. And I went on to study it in college. And so I've always been this very spiritual person. Now leading other people came very synchronistically. I think that the biggest things that have ever happened to me in my life I've always been guided. It's not something that's been intentional. It's always felt, I really haven't had that much foresight when it came to my to wow. this journey at all. When I was younger, I wanted to be an entertainment news anchor. Oh. Completely different. You know what? I, I kind of wanted to be that too. No I was way. going towards that route, like Me media too. and studying like journalism. That's yeah, exactly broadcast what I was journalism. doing. I think we, I think we, about we both that. went to USC. Yes. And yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. When did you graduate? Um, 2012. 2000, yeah. I'm 2016. Yeah. And I, you know, that's the school you want to go yeah. to if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. But everything, so in that sense, I had everything planned out. But when I woke up one day and I was like, this isn't what I want to do. I was working at Daily Mail mm-hmm. at the time and I was in interviews to work for E! News. And I just was like, this isn't it. 
this isn't for me. And I did, I got a really big rejection back then. And that rejection, I thank God for it every single day. I don't talk about it that often um, because it's what made me be like, okay, I'm going full-time on YouTube. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna teach people what I know. And I think that life does that a lot for us. We get this guidance in the form of rejection. Right. And um, and I don't think people see that often enough. Like when we're rejected, it feels so hurtful to the ego. Mm-hmm. But it's literally a redirection from the divine. Yes, I believe that too. <laughs> and, um, so everything I've done in regards to this journey has been completely guided. Like this big divine hand subtly nudging me to the left, to the right. right. Here's this, here's this resource. Like my company, Alchemy, Mm -hmm. it literally came out of, I had, I never wanted to do jewelry. My father's a jeweler. Uh, I never wanted to do that. mm -hmm. It all just fell together perfectly. And now I love it, of course. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's just like this divine guidance that led me there. And when you find your calling and your purpose it just works and things just feel right and you feel expansive and you wake up wanting to do what you do every day. Right. I mean, all of these topics that you talk about, spirituality, mm-hmm. you you also go very deep into it. I'm mm-hmm. curious, were you always into these topics or was there like a shift in your life where you just discovered this and you went all right. in? It's a good question. So I think that I've always been into it, but also we were talking about this earlier. I have a Scorpio moon. Mm-hmm. It makes me need depth in everything. I so I go as deep as I can. Let's get to the absolute bottom, the root of this. Let me learn every bit of this, Mm. right? But um, there was definitely shifts. There's been shifts in every few years in my life. And I think that a lot of people can relate to this where suddenly it's like you learn something new and it opens your mind. It's as if you were living like this with blinders on and suddenly it creaks open and open and open. Mm. And that's consciousness expansion, right? And all these other things that have always existed, suddenly it's a part of your entire, your reality. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my life's always been that. It's like I discover new things and everything shifts and I look (laughs) at life completely differently. So when you learn something new, do you just go all into it? Like you like to go deep? Yes. I I like to really, really go deep. But I also am that kind of person that's like, I want to know everything, (laughs) a little bit of everything. You've seen what I do. Like, let me learn a little yoga and let me learn how to hypnotize people and uh, guide meditation and do breath work and do all these different things little by little has led to my, but what I like about that is I found, um, Aldous Huxley is one of my favorite authors and he wrote the perennial philosophy, which is kind of this, um, this truth that exists that connects all religions and all Mm -hmm. philosophies. Like there's an underlying truth there. And that's what I've seen in my work and in my journey. Everything I've discovered is related somehow. Mm-hmm. Like my Judaism connects to Buddhism yeah. and um, you know Zen Buddhism and Taoism and Kabbalah, uh, Kabbalah and Gnosticism. Mm. That's the word I'm looking okay. for. There's always an underlying, even Islam. There's an underlying truth there, mm-hmm. and all these practices that I teach and that I use with people. There's this thing that connects them all, and that's that self healing aspect. Right. I love that. That's what inspires me about you is like, you are not afraid to learn something new, go deep, get certified. (laughs) I'm like, how does she have 
have time to get certified as all of these different things. Right. No, so, well, my, my friends take it on the back burner. My family's on the back. They I wait see. a little bit for a couple of months. And I come see. back. So let's talk about self-healing because I yeah. feel like you've been very into this for mm. a few years. So yeah. what is self-healing mm-hmm. in, in your eyes? Right. How does it work? Well, I have so much to talk about when it comes to self-healing yeah. because my journey with it goes so deep and it's just years in the making. So my mom um, is, as I was telling you, she's disabled and the medical industry has really failed her time and time again. Mm -hmm. It's really failed her. So I've always had this need and this yearning to not go with allopathic medicine, to not just trust doctors, because I've seen my mom be just you know, disappointed time and time again, surgery after surgery, pill after pill, trial of medicine after trial of medicine, and nothing helps. So I have this yearning and my brothers do as well to just stay away from allopathic medicine. There's a time and place for it for sure. Obviously you need surgery, you have to go to the doctor. You need, you have a broken bone, you have to get a cast, right? There's certain things that yes, Western medicine is amazing and we need it. And doctors, there are some really good doctors out there. However, I do believe that the pharmaceutical industry is too inextricably tied now to medicine and they have put profits over people. Mm -hmm. And that just really directed my life and my need to like, I have to take my healing into my own hands. I've suffered with depression, with anxiety, uh, mood disorders, PMDD, which is um, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. All these things that I was put on pills for and they didn't, they were never healed. So I had to take things into my own hands. Another thing that happened to me that really led me towards more self-healing, this was very, um, formative for me. When I was 13, I got Bell's palsy. So half of my face froze and uh, was paralyzed and I was rushed to emergency and they put me on steroids. And for six months, nothing, nothing changed. My face Mm. was frozen. The steroids didn't do anything to help me. Kids were really mean in middle school, (laughs) lots of name calling. And Mm. it was a hard time for sure. Um, my face started moving again slowly after six months or after a year or so, but it never went back That's to a normal. Long time, yeah, yeah. Especially as a young, mm-hmm. as a you know, you're becoming a teenager. Hormones, everything's changing, and it was hard. But I think that the worst part of it was just like I was put on these really crazy meds, and it didn't help me. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 26, 13 years later, I got Bell's palsy again. I was already on YouTube. I, I think was I doing, saw. I yeah. saw it come back. Yeah, it talk came about back, it. and yeah. I did videos with my face frozen. Wow. Yeah. So I've seen that. that was a big deal for me because it's like you know you have this thing. People look at you at this as this way, and um, sometimes having a physical appearance be a certain way gives you a lot of credibility. Mm -hmm. And I saw that and I was like, how can I put my face on camera ever again? I'm actually going to do that because I'm afraid of this. Mm -hmm. So I did, I recorded myself half frozen, whatever. I have a few videos on that. And that's when my self-healing journey really deepened because I went to acupuncture Mm -hmm. and I worked with this amazing acupuncturist. I still go to him. I'm in love with him. Dr. Jung, you're the best. (laughs) And, um, he healed me in two weeks. Wow. And that went hand in hand with deep meditation, visualization, visualizing the parts of my face getting unstuck, realizing, sorry, I hit the mic, realizing that um, that there is always an energetic cause 
for a physical stagnation, a dis-ease, something that's happening on the physical and emotional plane. Yes. There's always an energetic cause for it. So in that time of my life, I was feeling really stuck in my relationship. I was just feeling suffocated like I couldn't get out. And that materialized mm-hmm. in my face. So you're saying it's the feeling of stuck. Yes, of stuckness. That, exactly. Yes, yeah. So it's kind of like we have these emotions and these feelings and these thoughts. And we have all these different bodies. We don't just have the physical body. There's the auric and the etheric and the, the um, emotional body, the energetic body. And things get stuck. So emotions will get stuck in the emotional body. Energy gets stuck in the energy. If we don't move enough, if we don't do certain things to move around energy. And these things stagnate and they rot. They rot in our energetic field until they become more material. Mm. So they go um, level by level down in density. Yeah. And until they materialize in the physical plane in the form of cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, Something as simple as having chronic migraines, chronic pain. All these things originate in an energetic level. I'm a firm believer in that too. I've talked about this topic many times on videos and podcasts too. Everything Mm -hmm. starts with like the emotional level. It starts with energy and then it becomes physical eventually. Everything is energy. Mm -hmm. And that is why energy healing works. Yeah. Because everything is energy. So imagine that we're all these vibratory energetic beings And when we get sick, when we get diseases, we try to fix them by throwing every physical thing we can at them, right? Mm -hmm. What's it called? Like the kitchen cabinet, kitchen sink at them? You throw whatever you can at this that's physical. But everything is energy. Why aren't we using energy medicine to Mm -hmm. move around energy so that it can physicalize, crystallize into healing on this third dimensional plane. Yeah. So explain, I want to hear your favorite methods of healing because there's so many different ways to heal out Mm -hmm. there. So what are the ways that you have really dove into that you practice? So um, like I said, it started with acupuncture, but since then it's been plant medicine, Mm -hmm. which is insanely powerful, but not for everybody. I'll say that now after (laughs) seven ayahuasca sits and that's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Not for everybody. Yes. Um, It might never be for me again, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was amazing Mm -hmm. and really transformative. Breath work is incredible. Yes. Um, Obviously hypnotherapy. It's just like, it's, It's something that is so innate to us to do. We heal each other with our words um, and it's just not used. And it's so powerful. And why hypnotherapy is so powerful is because you don't even need to know what's wrong. You just go there. I'm going to set you up later for the sound bath, exactly how you should be set up for hypnotherapy. And it's the same as with sound too. And you lay there and your mind undoes the knots that's holding on to all that energy. And you don't have to remember trauma. You don't have to remember when it happened. It's just on your behalf, healing your body. Mm-hmm. So hypnotherapy is so powerful. Um, and sound, sound is incredibly powerful. I've been using it more and more in my ceremonies and in working with people, incorporating it in because in spirituality, we're always using these words like resonance and raising your vibration and frequency, right? Mm-hmm. These are all sound terms. It all comes from sound. Sound is energy and sound can move vibration. It it shifts our frequency. So I think it's the missing ingredient in a lot of energy healing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you for sharing all those different ways. Cause I, I know we can go in depth into mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. method. We've had Tell a podcast. Me, I think, I believe we talked about breath work and hypnotherapy yeah. before, mm-hmm. but today I really wanted to focus on sound because mm-hmm. one, I want to give a demonstration to our listeners Two, I feel like it's an easy way for people to like, a lot of people can access it online. You so just, accessible. You just yes. listen. Yes. That's it. Totally. And it's, like, you know, sound is like, you know, through the internet, it still works the same as if you are totally. in person for yeah. the most part. Do you believe that? Do you oh, believe? Th- I completely do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I you think can that's put amazing. On, there's um, one thing that I want to recommend to everybody that I've learned about recently. Mm-hmm. 40 hertz, the tone of 40 hertz yeah. is so powerfully healing. There's research that backs it up mm-hmm. that listening to 40 hertz for seven hours a day can heal and reverse Alzheimer's. Wow. Alzheimer's. I've heard of these like energy, these frequencies and the power of it, but can you try to explain to our listeners how that works? How is sound and different frequencies used for different healing? Yeah, of course. I was really interested in how, how am I going to lay down and hear these crystal bowls and it's going to do something in me. Yeah. So like we were saying, everything is um, energy. Mm -hmm. Everything is vibrating. Even this table that seems like it's not moving, it's moving right now. So everything resonates at a certain frequency. All the organs in the human body have their own frequency. Okay. Uh And then all together, a human body has this composite frequency. And so through the process of entrainment, so entrainment is when one vibratory body affects another. So try to imagine there's a really good, um, example in this book, there was um, a, a, res- a study done where they put all these clocks, you know, those old clocks that like take like this yeah. and the, yeah. I, I don't know how, what you call that thing that swings, the pendulum like yes, swings pendulum. back and forth. Mm-hmm. So they were all swinging at different times. Mm-hmm. They put them all in a room together and left. They came back a few hours later. They were all swinging at the same mm. rate as the largest clock there. Ah, I so see. that's the process of entrainment. Yeah. So entrainment is when our frequency matches another mm. objects. Just so, because you hear it or you're part exactly. of it. Exactly. Well, yeah, because exactly. Because what happens is it's this feedback loop. So you have um, um your heart rate is he, is beating at a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. That affects your breathing and that affects your brainwave states. Mm-hmm. So it's a loop that affects each other, yeah. right? So we're vibrating. Everything's vibrating. So these sound bowls, when they vibrate, you can entrain to them. Does mm-hmm. that make that sense? That makes sense. Hey, if yeah. you think about music, if yes. you play a, like a nice beat, you can't help but like exactly. follow the beats. Yes. Naturally, we're already following the right. music. And right. I also think of like when women, if when they live together, their cycles match up. I literally wrote that down as an example. <laughs> That's exactly it. Because even though it's not sound, your menstrual cycle is not sound, but yes. I don't know, you can explain this better probably, no, right. but something about you it sync is... Up vibration you sync up to somebody else's cycle okay that that makes so much sense very very normal okay um and uh so entrainment also have you ever heard of heart hugs no so it's when you hug your heart to another person's Mm, heart so mm -hmm. to the left right so you okay yes so heart 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 to heart yes Yes, exactly (laughs) so heart to heart can entrain people to each other Uh, there's something really interesting that i um heard the other day um, the time when couples fight most often mm-hmm. is when one of them comes home 
and the other has been home for a while. So let's say that there's like somebody <laughs> That's like who me works, and my boyfriend all day. Right, all the time. <laughs> yes. So that time when you guys are um, seeing each other after a long you're time, not synced. you're not seeing. Oh, exactly. that makes sense. Right? So yeah. there's this thing that people say, they say to do heart hugs mm. where you hold each other, you come in through the door and whoever has been there already is, yeah. is at a slower pace, yes. right? The other one is like things are running through their mind, whatever. Mm-hmm. They've just been out in the world, so stimulated. Yeah. So we have to get into the same we have to entrain that, to one that another. That makes so much sense right? to me. Wow. Um, so yeah, so it works in that sense. Okay. And like I was saying, every organ in the body has its own frequency. Mm-hmm. And then the sound bowls have this slower rate, this vibratory rate. Mm-hmm. And any music, right? Not just sound bowls. Literally any music, hertz, whatever, uh, 40 mm-hmm. hertz. And you listen to it and it slows down your breathing first, Mm, right? And then your breathing will start to slow your heart rate down. And then both of those things start to slow your brain waves. Mm. And then what happens is you shift from a beta frequency, which is what we're in right now, Mm -hmm. into um, a relaxed alpha state or a theta state. And when you're in those frequencies, you start to get into the autonomic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. that um, nervous system, we have two parts in there. We have the sympathetic nervous yeah. system, and then we have the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. I, we've talked yes. about this before too. Um, and um, with the parasympathetic nervous system, when everything is slowed down, it starts to activate. Yeah. And it has that's when you start healing, basically. Exactly. So yeah. the, really it's... So sympathetic is the flight or fight or flight mm-hmm. state. It's mm-hmm. when you're stressed. Parasympathetic is the state you're in when you're relaxed. And when you're relaxed and calm, that's when your body can heal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the crucial thing that people need to understand. It's very simple, really. So easy. It's so simple, but people, they they don't let themselves heal because they're always stressed. They're always yes. on the go yes. and tense. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly okay. it. And, that makes so much and sense. people are, also don't seem to relate stress to all the diseases that we exactly deal with. It is the basis. It causes inflammation. And inflammation yeah. has been shown to be like the reason yes, why we're foundation sick. The foundation of, of all yes. sickness, of all yes. imbalances in the body. I see. So with yep. the sound bath, mm-hmm. it essentially just helps calm you down so that you can activate exactly. that healing yes. side. And it's that entrainment, right? Entrainment. You're um, um, aligning your frequency to another vibratory body and it's mm-hmm. just slowing everything down. I see. Yeah. Do you, since there are different sizes and different uh-huh. tones, like is, is that just for fun <laughs> or like, is there a reason for that? So different, um, this is the thing that's interesting <laughs> about crystal bowls because my crystal bowls are all tuned to the same frequency, Okay. but they're supposed to be tuned to different frequencies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, each so you're one, saying they all play the same note? So no, they don't play oh. the same note, oh. but they're all at 432 hertz, Okay. which I'm not a sound person. I'm not a music <laughs> person, but what I'm understanding is that it kind of hits the body in almost the same way. But the the size of these bowls is supposed to carry a note for a different chakra point. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Which I think is beautiful. Do I know if it actually works in that okay, sense? There, yeah, there, there are seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Exactly. So the root one is the biggest one and then it goes all the way up to the crown. Okay, that makes sense. Does... Yeah. I mean, with chakras, do you believe that they go from like lower to higher, higher vibration as you go up? Right. Um, yeah, I do. You know what I've been trying to do this year in, <laughs> in the past couple of years actually is I'm 
trying not to regurgitate any information that I haven't experienced mm-hmm. myself, that I haven't seen myself. And yeah, you know, I've seen some weird yeah. things in my life. <laughs> yeah. um, so I do feel, I mean, chakras are real. They yeah, exist. Yeah. We have more than seven. That. There's more, there's mm-hmm. other ones in our other, mm-hmm. other bodies. Um, but uh, I think that some of the techniques that people use to like activate certain ones maybe don't really correlate. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but, you know, like, wearing a certain color and things like that yeah, yeah. I do think that eating certain colors definitely activates different chakras yeah and they do move into in different frequencies what's interesting to me about chakras is how it's um how we can use it to kind of manifest and bring mm-hmm. things through mm-hmm. and how we can go up the chakra system mm-hmm. to connect to the divine mm-hmm. right that's what I really like about the chakra system yeah yeah so um um, manifestation and enlightenment are two opposing um, concepts. Manifestation, you bring things from the energetic bodies, from other, for the thought form world, like we are talking about, these mm-hmm. other planes of existence, and you bring them down through the chakras and through the root and into physicality. Yeah. Right? So it's another way that um, energy healing works. It moves through the chakras from these other realms I into see. the crown through the body. I see. Right? Yeah. And the manifestation is a little bit different. It moves. Um, oh, it's the same. It moves thought forms through and be- bursts into the world. Mm-hmm. And then enlightenment is the opposite. We're transcending the physicality, moving up. Into the spiritual. Into the spiritual. I see. Yeah. I see. <laughs> and in terms of sound healing, are there any sounds that are not good for you? Or, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. Do you, do you know anything about that? So there's a nefarious way of using sound right um, so like the united states government uses music torture um wow. prisoners of war they'll put them they'll make them listen to like heavy metal <gasps> and, see. and noises like that yeah. um to torture them mm-hmm. and i think that's horrific mm-hmm. but it really works it breaks the will of prisoners wow. and they like because uh, it's like taking away your peace yeah it's like chaos exactly. it's also Non-stop. think about these cultures they're mm-hmm. coming from a place that they don't know mm-hmm. heavy metal and they're being mm-hmm. subjected to it they think it's like the devil you oh, know I it's see. terrifying to them yeah so music can be used in a negative way for sure music yeah. has also been used to on a very like conspiracy theory note, <laughs> yeah. has been used to program masses into yeah. lower frequency. Yes. There's also um, something really interesting that I've recently learned of. So I use drums and rattles a lot in mm-hmm. my ceremonies when we do breath work. And the sound of a rattle and the sound of drums is very different than when you're listening to a calming sound bath mm-hmm. or classical music, something that really calms you down. So how do drums and rattles work in um, self-healing, right? I always wondered about that. Like I thought maybe it's the rhythmic drumming getting you deeper into a trance. But what I learned recently is that what it does is it actually disrupts thought forms. Okay. So let's say we're trying to work through some disease or some sort of negative belief or something. When you start to rattle or drum, it's using like a negative or a music that doesn't sound as beautiful to disrupt a thought form. I see. So it can be used um, 
to feed us, to nourish us, uh-huh. and also to create chaos and to destroy oh, illusions. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because when you're like listening to a drum beat, it's mm-hmm. your mind goes to that. You right, can't right. focus on, on your anything else. I right, see. exactly. And it just kind of breaks apart those thoughts. Uh-huh. It's really interesting. Okay. I see. Yeah, I think there's so much power and there's something special about sound mm-hmm. and music. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that our souls can't resist. I think... Um, Teal Swan said this mm. one time and it stuck with me. Our souls can't resist music. Yeah. It's universal. Really, it's totally mm-hmm. universal, right? There's the whole concept of um mm-hmm. being the one universal sound, which all other sounds are encompassed within um, mm-hmm. right? And when we chant that, it's the universal noise. Mm. Uh, and there's also channelers who say like sound exists in the seventh dimension. Like the seventh dimension is sound. Yeah. Um, it, I have seen recently, I think that I've talked to you about this before, how I work with different energies like Venus and things like that, mm-hmm. right? Like spheres of consciousness. I've recently noticed that sound in itself is a sphere of consciousness and sound picks certain people to work with them. Mm. So a lot of people who are beautiful singers, yeah. they're, they're healers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Musicians, anything like that. Yeah. It's like if you're called, now I'm not musically talented. <laughs> I wish I was. My yeah. brother is like so gifted Mm -hmm. he can pick up any instrument and he knows how to play it but I've had this interest in music and instruments musical instruments my entire life I always just get random ones I have this piano here you can see I (laughs) don't know how to play it it's okay (laughs) but it's like you feel called to it so I think that people who feel called to music in whatever way even if we're not so good for it good with it Mm -hmm. we're being called to be sound healers another thing that comes to my mind is like I think the the act of like singing or like Mm -hmm. making sounds with your voice is very healing as well. I think not enough people realize that and do that. I mean, I'm a singer, so I know the release I get from singing, but I think a lot of people who never sing or who never use their voice in that way don't realize how healing it is. Mm -hmm. Like if you go to a concert, everyone's singing at the top of their lungs. That's very healing. To do that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not only therapeutic, it's also like a a method of manifestation too. Mm. When people are, when monks are, are, chanting yeah, mantras yeah that's using the voice with intention to yes. bring something in yes. i feel like you're in my mind because everything that you're bringing up is like exactly what i wanted to talk about <laughs> i swear <laughs> I see. so um uh our voice mm-hmm. that's another thing let's talk about that oh, the power so of your good. voice the power of, so my favorite from the bible in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God mm-hmm. that is how all of creation came into being it's through the voice. It's through word. Mm -hmm. So the way that I really got into hypnotherapy, um, I don't know if we talked about this before. I read the book Island by Aldous Huxley in 2019. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he wrote Brave New World, uh, which was his dystopian novel. So Island was his last book that he wrote before he died. Mm -hmm. And it's about this um, utopian society on this island called Paula. And they, um, you know, their kids go through an initiation process, which is they take these like uh, psychedelic medicine and they have uh, a ritual. And their hospitals, when somebody gets sick in Paula, they go to the hospital and somebody speaks them into wealth, in, into well-being, wealth, maybe mm-hmm. wealth too, <laughs> into well-being. And I remember reading that book and I'm like, this is real. This exists. Mm. What they're doing in this book must exist. And then I went on to discover hypnotherapy. Mm. Aldous Huxley was and his wife 
Laura Huxley, I think, were very, very into hypnotherapy. I see. later found out. Yeah. So hypnotherapy is all about, and in the, the healing technique in this book, it's all about using the word mm-hmm. to heal. So humans have this innate ability to heal themselves and each other. So you say how healing it is for you to sing, but your singing also heals everybody around mm-hmm. you. And I that's see. like such a beautiful, and it doesn't have to be singing too. It can be words. Yeah. There's something that I think that's really interesting about how I make my videos. And I get comments where people are like, I feel so much better after watching this video. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with what I said. Yeah. It's the transmission that's just comes. listening to your voice. Exactly. Through oh, the words. That's beautiful. Um, there is a, someone was saying, there was like a channeler that said the humanity, that the way that we used to talk, used to be very different. Mm-hmm. It used to be more tonal, more harmonious. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like we sing our, our conversations. I see. And that was probably a society that had no bad health, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people healing each other through their conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. Our words can bring each other up and they can yeah. know, bring us down. Yeah. If you think about it, 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 it's not the words themselves that are doing the teaching or the healing. Because imagine there was, you had a video, but it wasn't you speaking it. It was that robot Siri voice <laughs> speaking the same type of content. Nobody would want to watch that. Such a good call. <laughs> exactly. And like maybe the information would be interesting, but you wouldn't feel yeah. anything. You yeah. wouldn't leave there like, oh, I feel different. Exactly. Yeah. So wow. our words completely, they create, they create work. Mm-hmm. I'm really of the belief that what we say uh, creates reality. Mm-hmm. And I, I think quantum physics really backs it up. Like consciousness is constantly creating what we're experiencing mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our words are very important in healing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have any tips for people? Because I know we're talking about the theory and the concepts, but what practical ways can people start to apply this oh, yeah. knowledge in their life? I think that, like you were saying before, music is just, it's so easy. Mm -hmm. This is the thing about self-healing. I think that people think going to the doctor is easier. I'm telling you that it's harder to make an appointment with your doctor. Do you? I've had my mom make my doctor's appointments my entire life. Yeah, I'm terrible life. at making I don't know how to do it still <laughs> at this point. I'm almost 30. <laughs> but it is easier to do a little self-healing session for yourself than to make an appointment. For real. I'm mm-hmm. not even kidding. You just have to kind of learn um, to set yourself up in a very comfortable position. And then you throw on a hypnotherapy or you throw on a sound bath meditation on YouTube. It's Mm -hmm. as simple as that. Yeah. When it comes to where to start um, in other aspects other than, you know, this is the thing. People don't set aside time for it. Yeah. I really encourage setting aside time, like make time to be in sound, Mm -hmm. put your, create an experience around it. Set yourself up, lay down, um, elevate your legs. Our legs being elevated above our heart slows the body down. And then cover your eyes with some sort of pillow and just let yourself be for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. daily. Mm, Find a way to do this daily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking to another healer recently. I don't remember what she, I had a question for her. Like, why do we need to do, oh, right. She was an osteopathic doctor. And I said, why do we need to do all this self-healing every single day? And she said, because of the way that society runs now, right? We're not walking barefoot on clean soil that mm-hmm. heals us every day. I see. We're not in the sun every day. Yeah. So we have to take aside 
intentional time mm-hmm. every day to do that energetic hygiene and that mm-hmm. cleansing. Yeah. And then it also comes to words, right? What stories are we telling about ourselves? What magic are we, what spells are we casting over our life? Mm -hmm. So my mom often, and she's changed. She's, she's gotten so much better, but you know, she's in chronic pain. So every day I would hear her like, oh, I'm in so much pain. This hurts. That hurts. You know, I'm, she used to call, so she's not sick. She's, she has chronic pain. She has issues, but she's not sick. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, she used to say that she's sick. She used to tell oh, people she's sick. Mm-hmm. And she often would suddenly get really ill. Mm-hmm. So I would I worked with her on that statement about her, what she was saying, yeah. what spell she was casting. She doesn't say it anymore. She tells people like, you know, I'm disabled, whatever. Um, but she won't say that she's sick anymore. And she never gets sick. That oh, woman is so like healthy in that aspect Mm -hmm. her body doesn't do what she wants it to do but she's very healthy yeah yeah. and it's just what stories are we telling about ourselves what are we telling people about our health and your words are spells yeah they can create the reality exactly yes yeah wow and i've seen um people there louise hay she's Mm -hmm. um you can heal yourself you can heal your life yeah the affirmations um one of the things that is so interesting to me she points out that people who have a lot of allergies tend to think that the world is a very unfriendly place. Oh, I see. So it's like you become allergic to the world, like you're not of it anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, the second that they change their belief systems on a deep way to think that the world is more friendly, the allergies subside. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what words are you saying? What thoughts are you holding? What emotions are you having? Yeah. It also ties into um, getting into that deeper brainwave state because when you are relaxed in meditation or sound bath or hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. that's where you can really change those deep beliefs. Because exactly. it's I it's tough to do it yeah. on the everyday surface level. Almost impossible, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. And what I was saying that there's like a perennial philosophy to all these healings, it's all that it takes you into the subconscious mind. Mm. These are all portals to the subconscious mind. I see. I see. So whenever when you're in meditation, when you're in a flow state because you're doing something that's just getting you in the present moment, mm-hmm. when you are in hypnosis, when you are in a sound bath meditation, you are in this theta state, which gives you access to the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. So yes, we can repeat affirmations all day long and it will positively improve our lives for sure. Mm-hmm. But to really get deep, like you were saying, yeah. it's accessing the subconscious mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in case, I think we forgot to mention it yeah. earlier, but we will be doing a sound bath yeah. with Lior. She's going to do it live. It's going to be a whole <laughs> meditation. So I'll post that as another podcast as well as the video. So you can either watch the video, listen to the podcast. And do you recommend they go in with a certain intention? Like mm-hmm. what do you recommend to prep yeah. for this? Well, I think that everything should have an int. Oh, there's several things to prep <laughs> for. I got you. (laughs) And and this also works for any healing modality, Mm -hmm. not just sound bath. It works for anything. For Mm -hmm. if you're going to set yourself up and listen to a hypnotherapy session, you should be doing this. So first of all, intention is everything. Um, Imagine that you are, um, Aaron Dowdy used to say this. I don't know if he still does. So there's like an ocean and you are a sailboat and you're just drifting through the ocean, you need to go a certain direction. So your intention is that sail, Mm -hmm. right? The sail for the sailboat. So set an intention for your healing. Like I am intending to heal this aspect. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what it is, it's just, I'm intending to heal. Right. And it's powerful. 
I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about plant medicine because I have fine. several times yeah. asked. <laughs> um, for example, when when you show up to um, a plant medicine ceremony, if you're if it's psilocybin or ayahuasca, if you go in without an intention, you're gonna be literally taken from place to place <laughs> and all over the like. Yeah. It's gonna be chaos. Mm. Um, also, if you show up with an intention to heal, it could be chaos too mm-hmm. because that's what's going to take you to your healing, yeah. right? So. Putting an attention to any of these sort of modalities is going to make them more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, on a physical level, to get the most out of anything that accesses the subconscious mind, you want to stay away from any stimulants that day. Um, at least four hours before, no caffeine. But, you know, I've done it right. with caffeine also and it still works. It's just better. It's like if you mm-hmm. want to really get the most out of it. Right. So no stimulants, no caffeine. Um, oh, hmm. I think that's about it. Yeah. The one thing that I say is just a little bit an esoteric tip that if you have been drinking alcohol within the last 12 hours, don't do these kinds of things. <laughs> What's the reason? It lowers your frequency. Oh, and it I makes see. you susceptible to lower energies, mm-hmm. lower entities, mm-hmm. which is, I know, a very esoteric yeah. thing. But yeah, yeah. I just I recommend see. not doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Even meditation, awesome. honestly, and sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for that. Of I course. hope everyone listens to it yeah. and <laughs> finds some sort of healing or relaxation through it. I'm very excited about that. Um, before we get to the sound bath, though, yeah. I have some questions from Instagram that I want to ask you yes. from our audience. Um, so Ria's question, what's the most difficult thing you've had to heal? Mm. This is a juicy one. Ooh. Okay. Well, I think it's something that people, so I've healed through, I've gone through pretty intense, um, assault in my life (sighs) that I had to heal through, which, um, ended up in a deep distrust of men. But that wasn't even the most difficult, I wouldn't say. Bell's palsy was, I had a lot of help with that. I think that the thing that's the most difficult for me to heal that I'm still working on healing every day is um, feelings of unworthiness. Oh, yes. Yeah. Me too. I think that we <laughs> a all lot of us. have we it, all, right? Yes. We all have it on some level and you could be... A, a very successful person and people could think that you have everything going on for Mm -hmm. you. And those feelings are still very deep there. Mm -hmm. And some of us just have, that's our, our journey. That's our challenge. Like, can you live your life? Can you be a beacon of light, but also have to deal with this demon that you have to kind of integrate every day Mm -hmm. and just bring yourself up every single day. So it's not healed yet, but it's a, it's a daily practice of just bringing myself and sometimes it gets really bad in certain situations, um, cer- certain social situations, for example, or, you know, um, comparing yourself to other people that that those feelings of unworthiness can get really big then. Mm-hmm. And it's just having awareness, awareness like, oh, this is my thing. This is my little demon that I have to work with yeah. and just send love to that aspect of myself. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. Just send love. And, huge mm-hmm. and it's like love can actually heal everything as cheesy as that sounds mm-hmm. you know um and affirmations help a lot with that but being intentional about affirming your worth right mm-hmm. so getting into those states of altered states of consciousness where you're more susceptible to affirmations and then just affirming your worth in that way yes yeah. totally 
Um, and then another question from Lisa is, how can I heal from a stressful and anxiety-inducing cycle? So I guess people who just have these patterns, like you're aware of it, but you right. know, how do you heal? Um, aware of the cycle. So just going in and like you're getting to a good place and then again in a cycle of stress kind of thing. Is that what it means? Um, I mean, another similar question was how to heal from recurring patterns. Recurring so I guess patterns. if you know that you always find yourself stressed or find yourself okay. having anxiety and it always, you right. know, comes right. back. Comes back. Yeah. Well, I think that awareness is the first step, seeing when that comes back. Mm -hmm. If something is continuously coming back, it means it needs to be looked at. Yeah. It needs to it's, be it's, <laughs> calling for you exactly, to learn that lesson. Exactly. And if it keeps coming yeah. back in different ways, it's like uh, how many more ways is – What's his name? Aubrey. Yeah. Aubrey Marcus. Mm -hmm. He said something like your body's going to whisper before it screams. Oh, yeah. You've seen that yeah. quote. It's, mm -hmm. it's really good. And it's like life is going to keep showing you that same cycle over and over again until you finally deal with it. Mm -hmm. So what triggers that cycle to start again? Um, and having a plan. Like mm -hmm. I know that when I get to this dark point, I'm going to first of all, let myself be. Mm -hmm. People go through downs. It's the human experience. It's mm -hmm. literally why we're here to feel the full range, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have a plan. When I get super stressed, I'm going to take some CBD, set myself up for hypnotherapy, yeah. put on yeah, a sound Yeah, have bath. like a routine to exactly. de-escalate, de-stress. Exactly, have a plan. Yeah. Um, what's really interesting to me about our way, our society, the way that our society is set up is we have so much more free time. Mm -hmm. Yet no one takes any time to relax. It's true. We're so, always on our phones, exactly. watching TV, and so that stimulated. Is not so stimulated mm -hmm. all the time. People yeah. think if I'm laying in bed scrolling my phone, I'm relaxing. Mm -hmm. You're not relaxing. Yeah, you're, not. you're just adding more stimulation. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what you're saying. So making that intentional time to relax, if you can, on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. most of us have 30 minutes to relax every day. We just yeah. have to be intentional yeah. about just it. Just carving yeah. out the space to do it. Exactly. Another thing that I wanted to bring up was like, when things trigger us, you should look at it as, oh, what's this teaching me? Like, sh what's this showing me about what I have exactly. within? Because I know people live their life trying to avoid their triggers. Yeah. They avoid, right? they, they try like to trigger avoid warning. it. Exactly. Right. But it's mm -hmm. actually, as hard as it is, yeah. it is helping you because it's showing you what needs to be healed. Totally. Everything is and our medicine. what I've learned, because there are things that trigger me too, you yeah. know, in my relationship or everyday life. And before, Whereas before you would like run away from it and not like right. try to avoid it. Now it's like when something like that happens, it's, I feel it. I'm like, oh, I noticed that I have yes. this feeling in my heart. Why? And and I, it's about like, I guess, allowing the feeling right. to happen and then yeah. just understanding why Absolutely. it happens. Exactly. Everything mm -hmm. is medicine. And I think that our triggers are our personal prescription to our healing. Yes. There's a reason for that. Yeah. There's a reason for everything. So that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess there's one more question that I can ask from Madalena. What was life like before spiritual awakening? <laughs> um, I drank a lot. I oh. ate lots of chicken wings and pizza. Oh. Gained like 20 pounds. <laughs> and I was in abusive relationships. Wow. <laughs> and then what, uh -huh. when was that shift for you? How long ago was so, that? So the major, well, I had my non-abiding awakening, which is the awakening that doesn't stay with you, right? Mm -hmm. So I had that in my early 20s, which was 
mind blowing and I had no resources to understand what happened to me. So I just went about my chicken eating, <laughs> beer drinking days. Uh -huh. uh, but the shift really happened deeply probably in 2015. 2015. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started meditating and started doing yoga and I went vegan and just everything started then. And then it deepens every so often. It yeah, deepens and yeah. deepens and deepens. It's the deepest it's been now. But what it's, it, what's interesting to me is my life now is a lot more like my life was when I was like eight or nine years old. Oh, that's cute. I'm more like my child. Your like true self. self. Totally. And I my brothers that. say the same thing. Okay. They're like, we lost you for a few oh. years there, but you're back. <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how would you describe spirituality to people out there who, who maybe are, are the previous Lior? Maybe yeah. they're living, they're In the old sense. self. And right. yeah, how do you describe um, this new version of you? So it's putting well-being, which is a different, it's really, well-being is not spirituality, but it does fall. It's a facet of, of it, course. right? Yeah. So it's putting the way your frequency feels, the way that you feel in your daily life, putting that above um, what society deems mm. to be like a good time, mm -hmm. you know, or fulfilling in that mm -hmm. sense. Um, it's living life intentionally, realizing that everything is connected, everything is meaningful, yeah. and that our actions matter. Everything matters, mm -hmm. right? So I thought that I could just live this way and then my relationship would be great. But how can your relationship be great when you're abusing yourself, not taking care of yourself, and in every aspect of your life, you're struggling? It's like spirituality comes in. It's like it's all connected. It all needs to have a sim synergetic you know, flow between things. Mm -hmm. When you take care of yourself, you're going to attract better relationships. Yeah. When you attract better relationships, you're going to take better care of yourself. It's just that kind of living in that sense and realizing also that your life is meaningful, that you're here for a reason, that we're not just random, uh, like that the big bang happened and we suddenly happened to be here, these intelligent organisms mm -hmm. and all this beautiful creation. That's not a mistake. It's all meaningful. And that there is a divine loving energy that created all of it and you can call it the universe you can call it god creator divine intelligence whatever infinite intelligence whatever you want to call it but it's there and it loves us so much it, we are that energy we're sparks of it and yeah everything's meaningful it makes I love life that. more and more beautiful right yeah, i love your energy and the way you see things so much um, do you feel like life is easier and things flow better when you're tapped into that? Totally, know, of course. The because, divine. Because exactly, because mm. you're not alone. Mm. You're still going to have challenges, still have problems, but you pray over it mm -hmm. and you know that something is going to help you and that everything's going to be all right in the end. And it really always is. And we have anxieties and we have depression and that comes, but you see everything as meaningful and everything as divinely ordained. And when you find humans are meaning assigning creatures, we want things to mean something. Mm -hmm. So when we can accept that everything does mean something, then it just, you know, life becomes more enjoyable. I enjoy the lows even. Yeah. Like I find my lows really freaking beautiful. <laughs> Actually, I think I was telling like, talk you more about, about that because I think a lot of people <laughs> struggle with that. Yeah. But I also, like you, believe that we need, we're here to experience everything, the highs and the lows, mm -hmm. exactly. right? Duality. Yes. So all the full range of human mm -hmm. emotions, we come from a place where everything's perfect. 
But perfect gets boring, yes. right? We want to explore more of ourselves, more. Uh, and physicality gives us that, that opportunity. And physicality has chocolate and tacos, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> physicality yeah. has sunsets. So mm -hmm. it's like, we want to be here. We want to feel all of it. And I was telling you before we were recording that I'm going through my own personal tower moment where mm -hmm. everything is crumbling for me in a way. And I think that younger me would have been like, why me? Like, why is all this happening to me? And just like moping all the time. And mm -hmm. that's okay too. Sometimes we do that, yeah. right? But where I am, where I'm coming from now, it's like, I even in a weird way right now talking about it feel gratitude for everything i'm experiencing mm -hmm. it's so beautiful to get to experience these lows like wow the last breakup i had i was crying from joy because i'm like oh my god i have a heart i feel my heart like it's like yeah it just shows you yeah and I, that might seem so far out for somebody who's who maybe this is their first time even considering things like mm -hmm. this but it's just remembering that you're this spiritual being having a spiritual experience yeah. in a human body, exactly. but it's all spiritual, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that it's all happening for us. Mm -hmm. That makes it so exciting. Mm -hmm. Like friendships falling apart. I have like love life is nowhere to be seen <laughs> and it's perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. Because from that nothingness, from that feeling, I, um, somebody posted this the other day. It was so beautiful. It's like as deep as you're, depths can go, you can rise from that, mm -hmm. right? So I can feel these really low lows and I know what's coming is these high. beautiful highs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. I hope more people can learn to understand that and yeah. tap into that side of them. I, I think also in spirituality, it's like not being, not identifying with your emotions. Like if you're sad, you aren't, like that's not your whole body. Yeah. Like you are just, you can observe your emotions. You can right. feel it, but it's not everything that you are. Exactly. It doesn't identify exactly. you. It's not who you are. Yeah. 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 And emotions and thoughts, they're like clouds and they're there for a reason. And yeah. then they go, they float away. Like if you really think about it, our souls chose to live as a human yeah. body to experience all the whole range of emotions everything. of human beings. And that like, it's the range that's beautiful. Yeah. Like it's like a roller coaster ride. You're going to go on it because it has ups and downs exactly. and it goes around. That's if you like roller coasters, yeah. which, which I do. <laughs> but it's, I, I'd rather life be exciting than it and, be just boring and the same and perfect every day. And have all that range of colors, exactly, right? Exactly. So I always see it as like we have this masterpiece that is our life. Mm -hmm. And if you have the same color over and over and over again, it's cute. I mean, I'll hang it up in my apartment. <laughs> but what's it exciting is the different colors, yeah, right? Yeah. All those different emotions. Like, oh my God, look at what I'm going to get to feel. Yeah. <laughs> I incarnated to feel these feelings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want? Want to leave our audience with today? Um, just that I really hope and wish that everybody gets from this that taking care of yourselves and setting aside those 30 minutes every yeah. day if you can. I know mm -hmm. some people, you know, we have children and pets and jobs mm -hmm. and two jobs and like <laughs> yeah. all these different things. So I know that it can get hard, but finding a place to a place in your week, in your month, in your life to just dedicate to yourself and know mm -hmm. that it's important to come from um, a full cup, yeah, you know, fill, fill up your own cup so mm -hmm. you can give to others better. 
Yes. That's about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not selfish. You deserve it. Exactly. You absolutely. At the very least 30 minutes a day. At the very right? least. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Awesome. And lastly, where can we find you online? Um, just my name everywhere. Leor Alexandra. Thank yes, you. Yes, her podcast, Inner Worlds. <laughs> oh, Inner Worlds, yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank I had so much fun. You're amazing. Your energy is incredible. Oh, thank like, you. I just felt you like too. I could tell you and talk to you about everything. I know. I feel like we can talk for hours. <laughs> me too. Beyond this. I swear, me too. Yeah. We will. You have to come on Inner Worlds also okay. when I do a second season. Okay, I will. It's in the works one day. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to the Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also subscribe to our podcast YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Lavender Lifestyle. Lastly, follow me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender for more content on creating your dream life. Sending you so much love. Bye.